The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Welcome into the Action Line here from News Radio WGNS. Brian Barrett along with you, and uh, today we're catching up with our friends from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. We're going to be talking about uh, the School Resource Officer Program. Sergeant Scott Culp is here, and uh, Sergeant, our SRO, Laura Enright. Did I give you a promotion all of a sudden, real quick? I, guess. I wish you did. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Oh, yeah, really. Uh, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so, uh, being an SRO, I guess you've had the all, all summer to play and not do anything, right? Is that how it goes? <laughs> well, it seems like we come back even more tired than when we left. Uh, we always case? busy. you got to get everything done in the summer. I, I guess. Uh, but work never ends for you guys. Snow days, I mean, I, you all are out doing stuff. So That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, I don't know about Laura, but I've got several emails waiting on me throughout the summer from parents and, and even students now email um, asking questions or needing different things. So I've got to get caught up. Really? Yeah. I'm surprising that students do that. Yeah, that that's one thing over COVID in the last two years that has kind of changed in schools is the, the students have access to the school personnel year round. Um, night and day. I know my wife is a teacher, and she gets emails at two, three in the morning, mm. which they should be asleep. But <laughs> yeah. they like their phones and their technology, so that's yeah. the easiest way for them to communicate. I, I guess you know, um, seeing young people embrace email—that's one of those things. My kids never emailed; they still don't. And you know, twenty-three and nineteen, they just don't think about email as communication. But we've got yeah. a group of young people that will. That's right. That's right. So uh, let's see, we're going to kind of be talking about back to school. It's just around the corner and then uh, that kind of thing and, and, and safety surrounding that. And um, did want to make mention, uh, uh, speaking of summertime, you all do have other duties and things to do. So kind of walk us through what that looks like in the summertime for an SRO. Well, typically we try to use vacation um, comp time that we accrue throughout the year. We try to get all that down. Um, it it helps the finance people feel better about our lives and their lives when we have less money sitting on the books. Um, it is tough to take off during the school year. You know, if you take off, there's a chance your school's not going to be covered by an SRO or it's going to have one that is kind of covering two schools. And so it's tough to take off during the school year. There's a lot of guilt there. Um, personally, I don't like to leave my school unattended just because if something does happen. So it, you have to use those breaks to get everything done. Like I said, we've been, Jenny and I have been running around all over the place trying to get all of our projects at home and, and visiting all the family out of state and stuff during the last several weeks. And um, so I know Laura has worked off and on this summer. Yep. Um, um, she's been busy. I know we've got SROs at summer school. The last two years, we've had 16 different schools. Um, I may be a little off on that number, but close to that um, open during the summer. And so this year, we've had SROs covering those schools. So we've had people out all summer long working. Mm -hmm. um, Doing extra duty jobs, working the racetracks, working um, lake duty, 
everyone picks up a little extra here and there. We've got football starting back at the school. So we've got several SROs that are at football camp, the ones that are coaching. Um, Jenny and I have a car club at Central. So we take a a 53 Pontiac Chieftain cross country. I know Bart likes to talk about that when he's here. Um, So a lot of club, different things, activities. I mean, there's usually... If you're in a school, it encompasses your life, your family, and so something in the summer is involving the school. And then, you know, just looking at coming back, you know, two weeks, school starts back. Um, we laugh about the after the first week, you think that you need another summer again because we're exhausted. You've got open houses, back-to-school nights, everything that first week, and, and meeting new students, new teachers. Um, it's, it's busy. It's a busy season. I, I can imagine now, you said, you mentioned Central. Are you both at Central? No, I'm okay. at Central. I'm at Rock Springs Elementary in oh, Laverne. Okay. Well, very, so you, we got both ends of the county covered here. <laughs> yep. Um, how many SROs do we have in the county? Do you I have think like, yesterday we had a supervisor's meeting. I think we're at 58 actual bodies in the division. So that's uh, at least one per school we, almost? Well, we have two schools. at high schools. Okay. Um, one at every middle school and one at every elementary. Um, we've got a couple that are um, coming out of training, so they'll be in training the first couple of weeks with other SROs. So, But the goal, I think we're closer to having all the schools covered this year than we've been in the last several years. Gotcha. It's one of those jobs. It's it's tough to find police officers anymore. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes in those elementary schools, don't you have, like, if there are two that are in kind of close proximity, they split time between them or something? Like yes okay. yes and um we have two lieutenants that aren't in school aren't assigned to school and so they will help cover um we've got yeah i mean we'll have them covered yeah. we'll have people there it's just you know sometimes there's not one assigned to that school right at that moment yeah well and you were mentioning taking time off in summer yours goes along with uh school anyway since your wife is a teacher so correct that kind of helps with that it does help with that <laughs> it does help if as long as we get along everything's great well yeah i, I guess she has to put up with you somehow <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what everyone says i don't think it's a problem but <laughs> oh goodness uh laura kind of uh, how long have you been in an sro i've been an sro for about a year now uh, i was on patrol prior to that and then worked at a municipal police department for three years prior to coming to the county um, it's where I'm supposed to be, though. I absolutely love the school I work at. I love the kids. I've gotten to see a lot of them over the summer because my daughter is involved in softball. So I see a lot of them out at the ball field, and I get to say hi to them often. And they're always saying, well, when are you coming back to school? I can't wait to see you. It's, it's a good feeling to be wanted and looked up to yeah. by these kids and being in the school because you get a, there's a lot of flack nowadays um, having SROs or police officers in schools. But when you make that positive impact with these kids, that's the whole whole point that sure. they look up to you and they're happy to have you there. So now, uh, where does your daughter play? What, what's my daughter plays for Smyrna Rec Ball? So Smyrna she's Rec still ball. still a little one. Um, we just got into travel ball this year too. So. Oh wow. It's a lot, but yeah. there went her free time. Yes. <laughs> if I'm not at school, then I'm at the ball field. I can I can see that for sure, and um, the. Uh, the the first year, uh, I mean, coming out of COVID and all that kind of thing, I'm, I'm sure that that's been kind of interesting to deal with. But um, what what makes you want to do this? Why why do you want to be an SRO? Because it definitely has to be not only a calling to be uh, a law enforcement officer, but also to be in school like that. So what what led you to it? 
Well, prior to being in law enforcement, I actually worked in a special needs school. So I had a history of working with kids. But when I left patrol and went to be a school resource officer, it was wanting to get back into working with the kids, but also because protecting our schools is like a big topic right now. And I wanted to make sure, you know, that I was doing my part and I was one, making a positive impact on these kids' lives, but also keeping them safe because it is a very important job for law enforcement to be involved in schools. And it also goes with community policing because you're making an impact on the kids and you're making an impact on their parents as well. And they feel safer sending their kids to school knowing that you're there. Um, Sergeant Culp, are, are, are we kind of raising a, a generation, hopefully, of, of young people um, with the interaction that they have with the SROs to appreciate law enforcement, to, to know their law enforcement officials and feel comfortable sharing information and, and, and just creating more of that community feel do you think that that's that's one of the benefits of sros oh yeah that's um this is my 32nd year in law enforcement and that has always been a benefit of police officers in schools building that relationship um i've seen 95 percent, maybe even 99 percent of what we do is building those relationships and it's beneficial it's positive um i've seen some bad aspects of that um beyond just the having to arrest kids even the kids that get arrested i think appreciate and respect the fact of what we're there for um and it's unfortunate when that has to happen but um i think sometimes one or two kids in in the school system may take advantage of that relationship and and take it for granted because that's all they've known however i think the majority of families and communities appreciate what we bring to the the school environment the the safety aspect and the resource part of just having a police officer that they can talk to that they know first name basis um the interactions that we have with the classrooms and in the hallways and lunchtime and and softball fields and different activities that we all do I think those are the benefit of having us in the school, obviously beyond the safety aspect. Sure, sure. I mean, the, the safety aspect is is way up there on that list, but it's okay to get some residual benefits. That's exactly like right. That, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like Laura said, for them and for us, you know, I've always said this is the greatest job that a cop could ever have. And I know when you're on patrol, you're a detective or, you know, whatever aspect of law enforcement you're in, you always look out from the outside looking in going, I don't know, I don't want to be a kitty cop until you get here. And then you realize that it is special. It's exhausting, but it's, it's a very special job that I think only certain people can do. It's, you know, you got to have that right personality to be a to be able to get along in a school um to function in the environment and to be you're you're on point every day that you go to work yeah you've got to always be ready because you never know what's going to come at you and you know those kids that may be the only smile they get that day is to see a positive face and so you know i like to think that we are that when we come into the school and you don't expect the police officers to be the smiley ones in the school but you know we get to be we get to be the fun guy um you have the uh 
I guess, pretty unique opportunity to have not only, you know, elementary and middle school, but high school age. I mean, you kind yeah, of we got have the whole mid- gamut. That's exactly. We have middle school middle and high school, school at Central. Um, I do miss a little bit of the elementary. You're a superhero most of oh, the time yeah. to those elementary kids. Um, a lot of middle school and high school kids don't know whether they need you yet or not until something bad happens. <laughs> um, so you kind of have to earn your keep a little bit more. But it, yeah, it, it, it is definitely nice having an at, to be able to interact with all ages to different ages. Uh, with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, SRO Sergeant Scott Culp is here and SRO Laura Enright, and we're talking about the SRO program. And, um, it, you know, Sergeant Culp, Laura just mentioned about, you know, it's not just protecting the school, it's it's interacting, it's being a part of, of activities. I'm sure if there are are skits going on or you know fun things that are happening field day at the end of the year you're right in the middle of all that aren't you oh yeah we and that's the fun part for us i think is getting to take take part in all that and uh you know racing the kids during field day like you said and we go to the dances we're there obviously for safety measures but if you're there why not get involved um like he was saying you know in an elementary school you get to be a superhero but it's important to be there because the elementary schools is where you set these kids up to respect law enforcement and then when they go to middle school and high school they have a new respect for the SRO that's at that school as well it's it's amazing the uh, transformation that takes place once a kid goes from elementary school to middle school i mean i, I, I went hormones the, is what we yeah, call it man <laughs> i have four of them <laughs> oh do you really yes my well bless you <laughs> my youngest preteen is going into middle school this year so man we will have four in middle school and she's still smiling <laughs> i don't know if that's a real smile or not <laughs> well you're 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 just keep that smile on those days when they get old girls boys a mixture of all yeah we've got uh three girls at home and two boys okay wow jeez yep bless you so what else can you say (laughs) (laughs) but i i I could see in 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 my kids it was you know it's a nervousness it's a you know a brand new world and elementary school is small in comparison to go through the halls of a, a middle school and it, you know that that can be a really tough transition though can absolutely um you look at the schools like eagleville and central where you have middle and high school elementary even together mm-hmm. i mean those are big kids for those little kids to come around and there is a lot of anxiety plus you know just the what we all went through changing schools the stress of new friends and and you know am i going to like it am i going to get lost the first day all those stresses of the first day of school are there yeah. still I I went to uh, well back in the day elementary schools were K eight and That's then right. you go to, went to high school and there were only two in Murfreesboro so um, you know spending nine years at an elementary school and then all of a sudden here's the big high school I mean that that was a big change yes so our kids are are getting that earlier I guess when we go to middle school That's right yeah That's right and you know there's some benefits to deal with it early you get that out of the way but it's still it doesn't matter when any time we go through change even the older we get the you know the less we like it so. well, that's true and, and I, you know i went to uh, blackman middle school before the end of the year and they were telling me you know they're going to be 1600 kids before you know and, and yeah we've got a lot of kids that. in the county yeah there's um a lot of our schools are very crowded a lot of our communities obviously the roadways um, we all get to see that, and once school starts back, you know that frustration of uh, just daily commute becomes even stress 
more stressed, um, which is one of the things we want to also put out there is, you know, in two weeks, I think some of the city schools may be starting back this week or next week. Um, but in two weeks, the county starts back and traffic will start back with it and buses and parents driving their kids to school and crossing guards will be out there. So we just ask that everyone just please be patient. Um, it tends in the county for the last several years, and I'm sure this year will be the same, um, even with the growth we've had this summer, is that, you know, give it a couple weeks. And after a couple weeks, everyone figures out what time's best to drive through and and or at least what time's better than another time. And and once everyone kind of gets it figured out, it kind of smooths out a little bit. So just be patient first couple weeks and understand that there's a lot of people going through change and dealing with a lot of people well we've we've kind of gotten uh we've gotten lax in the school zones because we haven't had to deal with that this summer and then all of a sudden you've got everybody trying to get back in to their routine you've got new people all That's those right. new middle school parents uh heading trying to, to a figure new place. out yeah. the flow of where to drop off pick up yeah and then uh you know some of the schools maybe make tweaks to what they do in their system and they're trying to figure that out so um, i mean every school deals with traffic issues the first few weeks that's right that's right and that's not just rutherford county that's everywhere but um yes it, it with the traffic the amount of traffic we have in rutherford county it seems to be that's one of the biggest headaches we have in the first two weeks and it's not just countywide i mean every local school individual yeah. school the administration and the sros and the police departments are all trying to figure out the best way to make it work and those, Laura, those elementary schools, they, you know, they, they get their flow down and then they bring in all those kindergarten parents and yep, so then they figure it out. Yeah. Yep. And they're brand new to it. <laughs> and it's, I mean, even towards the end of the school year, we were trying to iron out all the, the wrinkles in the system and pick up and drop off. It's kind of an ever going process. And the one thing that I can kind of piggyback off of is our traffic guard or crossing guards are out there for a reason. Um, and I know the first couple of weeks is going to be frustrating for everybody. The people who don't have kids, people who do have kids, just be patient, let everybody figure out where they're supposed to be and, you know, go slow when the lights are on. And that's the best we can do. We're all here trying to work together to keep everyone safe. The, the drivers who don't have kids in the school, as well as the drivers who do. Um, so we're all, our job is to keep everyone safe. So, as we learn each year how things work and how things don't work, it's just a process. It, it, it always seems to be. And I, I know you kind of feel for those crossing guards who are out there directing traffic. You, you've had to do that at some point, and it's, that's a tough job. And a lot of our crossing guards are elderly. I mean, it's it's a thankless job, and mm -hmm. and there's always there's never enough crossing guards. I know Sergeant Hayes is the one over crossing guards, and he's always looking for more crossing guards. We just don't have enough people willing to get out and do that job. And it, a lot of times, it is thankless standing out there in the middle of traffic when someone thinks that they're late and they're not getting the fair shake, or they have to stop when the next person got to go. And oh, yeah. it's it's thankless, and it may be raining or cold or whatever hundred degrees that day and and you're standing out there on the hot pavement sweating and they're in their air-conditioned car just you know if you have a crossing guard at your location just please you know be nice and courteous and 
wave and, and wave. smile. Yep. Yep. <laughs> smile and wave. Yeah, yep. I know that was the quickest way to make me mad when I worked on patrol was directing traffic. So <laughs> I have all the props to our crossing guards. Amen to that. Uh, we're talking with our friends from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office today, Sergeant uh, Scott Culp and also SRO Laura Enright joining us. And uh, we'll be taking any calls or texts that you have for us this morning. We're going to dive more into uh, the SRO program and talk about more back to school, returning to school, what that means in uh, school safety, all coming up here on the Action Line from News Radio WGNS. Back in just a second. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who's moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. And as the weather starts to warm, our minds turn to pond season. Here at Animal City, you can find all the supplies you need for a beautiful and serene garden pond. If you're a pet lover, come see us at Animal City. We have 8,000 square feet of pet products and pets for you to enjoy. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by the law offices of John Day and AmeriCare Pest Control. I've got pesties, buzzing rodents running all through my house. Ants chewing wood, and look, there's a mouse. I've overrun with pests, pests, but you're gonna be sure, safe and secure. It's the last rites for those pests. Call the best of the best to get rid of your pests. 893-7111. AmeriCare Services Incorporated. Call us today. 893-7111. WGNS encourages you to shop local, and it's also important to listen local, support local business. Take advantage of early voting. It's going on now through July 30th. There's a big block party this Saturday at the Villages of Murfreesboro. That's 3 until 5 in the afternoon this Saturday at the Villages of Murfreesboro. Let's talk some local history Saturday mornings over at the one-room Ransom Schoolhouse. It has a fresh coat of paint, and you need to check it out. Friends from the Rutherford County Historical Society are there to swap history with you. And it's all free. Ransom Schoolhouse is at 717 North Academy Street. That's 9 until noon this Saturday. Don't throw away old glory. Retire your American flag with dignity. Bring it to WGNS and let the girls from BSA Troop 2019 at Trinity United Methodist Church retire it with dignity. WGNS also recycles Bibles. And those are WGNS Good Neighbor events. And I would highly recommend Adam's Place is a place to enjoy life. It's comfortable. The settings are homelike and not sterile. Adam's Place is a place they're looking out for you. You feel at home, and 
I'm very fortunate there's a lot of people here I already knew. To get back to the food, I want to say one thing. The chef does a fabulous job here. I'm Larry Castelli. And you know, I would highly recommend Adam's Place. Good morning, THB. Still out here running some radar up and down. Certain sections of I-24 coming in through Coffee County into Rutherford County. Just busy where you would expect right now with that heavy traffic volume, 24 westbound at Hickory Hollow Parkway. All that traffic headed towards Nashville has increased quite a bit. Hey, looking to buy or sell a home? Then you need uh, professional realtor Greg Sanford. Log on to gregsanford.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. A heat advisory will go into effect here later this morning. Skies will become mostly sunnier this afternoon with a high in the mid-90s. For tonight, a chance for showers and storms alone near 75. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 77. This is MTSU President Sidney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Atlanta. WGNS AM, FM, online. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Back with our friends from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, SRO Sergeant Scott Culp and SRO Laura Enright joining us today. We have talked about, uh, we'll go back to some of the uh, activities, but uh, I guess, Scott, when you talk to people or, or they know you're an SRO, um, one of the first questions probably is school safety and, and what's done and, and that kind of thing. Would that be a fair statement? Absolutely. Um, a lot of that goes in waves, depending on what's going on in our culture and our world. And obviously right now coming back to school, everyone's going to be talking about it. It's in the news. And, and um, that's one thing that I think gets taken for granted in a police officer um, by the community is that we never take a break from that. Um, a community will think about it when it's a hot topic. Um, police officers never take a break from that. I think that's the one thing that my wife, being a teacher, has learned, our faculties learn, is that we, we teach them and we talk to the faculty daily sometimes about safety and then they go back to teaching the class and it may be put on the back burner. We uh, we wake up in the middle of the night thinking about different things that could happen or things that we could have done different, things that need to happen to help keep our communities, our schools safe. I know that, that's just trained into you in early law enforcement, the academy, and it never goes away. It's, it, some might call it paranoia. <laughs> And um, but it's a it's a good paranoia for the most part if it's controlled. But that's we think about it all the time. Yeah, and, and all it takes is one incident to happen, and and then that becomes kind of a, a litmus test to you know are we doing things to keep this from happening that kind of thing I'm that's sure. right that's right and i think one of the things that makes it hard to be a police officer now and and hard to recruit police officers is that you know we're not in a society anymore where the bad guys did it that it was their fault now it's the well the ha- police handled it this way and it was wrong um so we're we're under a i guess a magnifying glass a little more than what we used to be and 
in a there's times where that can be good it's also times where it can be even more stress but it doesn't really change how we react the the job has to be done if there's a bad guy the bad guy needs to be taken out and whether that's arrested whether that's talked to whether it's you know whatever has to happen um that and in school it's no different you know i like to teach and tell the younger sros and in my philosophy is it, you know the last option we have is to take a, a kid to jail or an adult to jail um it should always be that way there's got to be other options that we can do but when that happens it has to happen when it you know when it needs to be done and with us coming back the sro's coming back to school in the next two weeks um, we all start back next week with trainings and and a lot of what happens in our world we get opportunities to discuss and and kind of debrief and sometimes we even have more information than the general public would have on how things happened and why things happen certain ways and we can go back and and round table that with all of our sros and and use the knowledge of the younger sros with the older sros and and come up with what works best in our school system but it's definitely thought about and talked about a lot i can only uh, imagine but it seems to me that you know the the one big event that makes the news which it should overshadows the thousands of smaller things that were done to prevent something like that from happening that's right and that happens daily that's right the you know that's one thing i've always not liked and i guess understood about law enforcement and it's schools are in the same boat you know the whoever goes to the news first gets the story but we don't get to go to the news first a lot of the times and a lot of times we can't release everything we know and so what the other person says is becomes fact and and the reality is that there was two sides to that um so it's just it's the world we live in it's it's how it has to be done and i understand that but it, it sometimes it doesn't seem fair in our world that there's two sides that just aren't getting heard but Yes, yeah, so there are a lot of things that happen just even locally, just in our department that prevent a lot of bad things from happening and getting on the news. And yeah. it benefits us if it doesn't hit the news sometimes because it doesn't. It's anymore we're in a culture of panic, and our first reaction is to panic and freak out, and, and that doesn't help any of us. And so, it's better sometimes if we just handle them and, and they just go away. But sometimes it does hit the news and and you know we react how we have to and get it doesn't change what we do it just you know we have people that react different i've had conversations with former sheriff jones who kind of brought the sro program into being here in, in rutherford county and uh he said the general public would be very surprised to know that if there weren't sros in the schools what would have transpired that's exactly right and it's that's law enforcement in general sure you know we people sleep what safe at night and and sleep well because of the things that we know and deal with and they never have to know about Mm -hmm. and i don't want them to have to know about it because they need to sleep well at night sure i mean it it could be uh you know a parent with uh you know upset legitimately but that calming voice a two-minute conversation could keep that from going you know the the opposite way that's right you know that's exactly those things are the i guess my point is those are the things that happen every day that without the sros in the schools could be you know like um, a tinderbox that's right and just having an sr in the school a lot of times deters some things Mm -hmm. um i know that just um it's a joke that i've had for years that you put a badge on your shirt and all of a sudden everyone respects that and you know it 
that's not always true, obviously, but a lot of times just when the SRO walks through the office, a lot of things get calmer. And I think that the administration, the teachers respect that and appreciate that. I think sometimes they get jealous of that because why, <laughs> why do you have to walk through for it to calm down? But it's just that uh, that presence helps deter a lot of things. It's kind of like when the principal walks into the classroom. That's right? exactly right. Everyone gets quiet. <laughs> uh, the kids, the teacher, and, uh, yes. you know, everybody. So that, that's, that's kind of the way that works. Um, obviously, with what happened in Texas last year, that's probably the first thing on the mind of, of everybody right now. And every time uh, a school tragedy like that happens, um, the focus then immediately turns to SROs in the schools, right? Yes. And so one thing I would like to say about that in the beginning is because that happened, it is fresh on people's minds. However, that hasn't changed even going back and and looking at that. We'll look at it even more next week when we're all together. That doesn't change anything about what we've planned in the last 15 years in our schools. We have plans for that. I would like to say that that wouldn't happen. I know it's not going to happen in my world because I'm not going to stand back and watch and hear that happen. And I wasn't in the world. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to armchair quarterback anybody. But at the same time, I know that the the officers that I work with and would not be able to live with themselves later if they did nothing. And I understand there's policies and there's procedures and we've trained and, and, but that isn't those, what happened down there is not how we have trained. Um, that, that does not, that could not happen where we are at because we have never trained that way. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think I'm speaking for everyone in our division, in our department and departments around our County and probably most law enforcement. Yeah. Those are, those are our kids. Yes. We're not going to stand by. I mean, I know personally, if that were to happen at my school, those, those kids in those classrooms, those are my kids. I know them by name. I give them hugs when they come to me for hugs. I give them high fives every morning. I couldn't stand by and let something like that happen because, like I said, those those aren't just my students. Those are that, That's my kids that are there every day, and I've gotten to know them. I've gotten to build that, that uh, relationship with, and I know, like like you said, we take that to heart. I'm sure that, um, you know, in, in the situations that you look at ways to improve, you're always looking. So, I mean, from, from anything that happens, there may be one thing that you could implement uh, you right. know, district-wide and, and that helps. So, you know, not to belittle what happened, obviously, but it's also a learning opportunity for you guys. I mean, you just mentioned that you're going to, it's going to be a topic of conversation. In and my career since Columbine, yeah, every, oh, yeah. every school shooting has changed how we deal with things a, a little bit. Or we look at new technology that's there that may help it be better um what what broke down at that place or in in each incident that we could prevent before it even came to that that you know obviously something happened to allow that to happen to where you know if we can prevent it from the beginning then that doesn't put anyone in that spot and everyone is safe and that's ultimately what we look at and um you know, we have programs that we run through. Every officer is trained in that to look at the the site and determine with the administration, with the school personnel, what can be done different. If there is anything that can help prevent 
bad things from happening. And that may just be from injuries to, you know, worst case scenario, gas leaks or explosions or whatever could happen. Sure. Well, I mean, I've noticed even in construction of the schools, how that is changing. You know, there, you know, as a, the newer schools, there's an entrance lobby where you, before you can go into the office, but you can't get into the actual school building without going into the office. I mean, you, they're kind of rooms to contain. There have been safety measures built into the program, built into the new schools and taken at the older schools too. Yes. And this is one of those, you know, years ago, old timer stories, but you know, it wasn't that long ago that school doors were propped open for, yeah. and parents could walk into their child's classroom and give their child lunch that day or whatever, you know, go, go to the classroom and talk to the teacher anytime. And it's not that I, I know it's a constant battle between safety and, uh, open school feeling. And there's benefits to both, but it, um, you know, we, Obviously, the only way you're going to keep the school safe is to make it like a penitentiary. And I've always joked about, you know, if you really want to keep a school safe, you'd have guard towers and Constantine wire and it'd be like a prison. And that's not what we want. And so you have to go to the extreme mentally and then bring yourself back to what actually works with what we can do. And and I think in Rutherford County, we've it, even as fast as we've grown and as big as our schools have gotten in our population, we still have been able to maintain somewhat of a small county and that you know people moving in wouldn't understand that yeah. you know we that have been here for a long time look at rutherford county as a small county that's got a lot of people in it and i think a lot of us still look at the schools that way it's still community um rockvale being one of the biggest schools in the state is still a community school they still you know it there's a lot of pride in the community and um, I think we still try to incorporate that into the safety, but it is, it's, it's a constant pull and push and try to come up with what's best. Uh, you know, if you've been to a school, you may get, fr you know, I have to go to the office and get this name badge and they take my picture and it's, I have to wear, you know, and people come to you a lot of times or you drop things off at the office. That's, that's kind of the, the hub of, you know, and that's kind of a, a first line of defense, I guess there that's is right. right there. That's right. And, you know, we still run into schools all the time where, you know, people that haven't been in the school in the last 15, 20 years hmm. don't realize that you can't just open up a back door and walk in. You know, you've got to go to, we always say, go towards the flagpole, go to the door at the front. Um, but um, other than that, I think people over the last several years have started to their minds, wrap their minds around it too. They're more understanding. They understand why things are done. Um, it, that's another one of those patience things. Sometimes technology isn't always working right. And, you know, you're in a hurry and you're right, running late for work and, and Johnny forgot his lunch and you're trying to hurry and get his lunch so you can get to work without getting in trouble. And, and, you know, that push button may be the last thing you want to do when the secretary is on the phone and not answering right away, but it, it is there for safety and that's why it's there. Yeah. Our friends from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office here today, SRO Sergeant Scott Culp and SRO Laura Enright. We're going to take our final break here on the show, come back and uh, talk about the next few weeks, preparing, start a school, it's on the way, and uh, we'll wrap up our conversation today in just a moment right here on the Action Line. Homeschool families take flight at Montlow State. Montlow is hosting open house events for homeschool <laughs> students interested in earning college credit while still in high school this, with uh, Montlow's dual enrollment. These events are for homeschool time. students like and all first-time <laughs> freshmen. Most Montlow students attend tuition free. 
Take flight with us. Join us at our Smyrna campus July 21st or 22nd. Register at motlo.edu slash homeschoolopenhouse. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. A heat advisory will go into effect here later this morning. Skies will become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-90s. For tonight, a chance for showers and storms alone near 75. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujicicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 77. Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here too. We're more than talk. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Wrapping up our Action Line program today, uh, Rutherford County Sheriff's Office SRO Sergeant uh, Scott Culp and SRO Laura Enright joining us today. So, Laura, I guess the next few weeks is kind of an eager anticipation, getting ready, trainings, that kind of thing, and then then right on into it, huh? Yeah, we got to make sure that our teachers are ready and that they're equipped with what they need and everything's set to go. And then when the kids come on, I think it's the 8th, that Monday, um, then it's all fun and games from there on out. You get to high five and smile and see all your kids from last year. Yeah, see how much they've grown over the summer. Oh, yeah. That happens, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, new hairstyles, all kinds of things. It's a start of school is always fun. Um, I remember, I can't remember exactly the event, but um, let's see, the, where I was going to church, we had, um, um, there was a SRO insert, or it was in service day, and SROs were meeting, and we fed them during lunch. So, that, but there's, if there's a teacher in service or a day out of school, a lot of times you guys get together and work over things, trainings. So that th- these are the things that are going on here before school starts, right? That's that's right. So when you see sixty some police cars outside of your school, don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's and that happens throughout the school year. We'll have um, meetings early in the morning, try to get in and out so that everyone can get back to their schools in time, and and that usually causes at least one or two phone calls to dispatch about or the school worried about what. What's going on at the school but it's really if you see that many cars and they're all parked in the parking lot and around it's it's the, if the blue lights aren't on don't worry there's nothing it's just a meeting yeah yeah uh, and you discuss day-to-day things uh, I'm, I'm sure it's it's really important for what you guys do to have that opportunity to get together yes um, not only just learning from everyone I mean we have some of the best training scenarios out of Rutherford County. We just, you know, every SRO deals with something each year that you never thought you'd have to deal with before. And and so we all learn about, you know, how did that work? What worked? What didn't work in that school? And, and um, I mean, it's just 
hundreds and hundreds of scenarios through it over the years and we'll have probably five or six new scenarios this year that we'll all learn something from yeah. and we all work together to try to figure out the best way to work through them and if it didn't work well then we figure out a new way the yeah. next time it's so. a great time to brainstorm and bring it, all these different minds together that all have they're all like firing off different ideas when you put it all together it's you got one big big great idea yeah uh one of the things that I guess my interaction with SROs uh, is generally high school events. You've got ball games going on. You know, those are at night. They're passel of uh, SROs at each home event, and there could be several throughout the county. And um, that just makes me think about it. It's not just a you know an eight to three thirty job for you guys. I no, mean, that's why when we say after the first week of school we're ready for summer again, it, it literally <laughs> once it kicks off we're running and we don't slow down. Nope. Um, the uh, between, I mean, it, we always look at sports and and you know it does take a lot of officers to put a to to be there at a football game and basketball and and things but there's also like you said earlier in the show the the band concerts the choir performances the drama performances the club the meetings proms. the proms the just all the little things that the all the back to school nights in the next couple of weeks that'll be happening and the open houses and things that we'll all be at and um, I mean, we're going to, yeah, we'll be there all the time. And, and I know, uh, years ago when, um, uh, Sheriff Jones was still there and it was, you know, the, the comment was made to families that, you know, thank you for letting us use your, your family member, your officer during the school year, because you won't see them until school's out whether that's a break or whether that's summer or whatever and um that is still true today a, a typical sro is at school at least 15 16 hours a day any given day and a lot of times that includes weekends and there's just always something happening at school and we we feel bad if we're not there so we're always trying to be there and the best way is if you can and as an sro if you can incorporate your family into that because then you at least have family time with work yeah i mean i just think about uh, but a high school let's say it's a high school basketball game at siegel there are probably at least four sros at, at, you know That's and exactly maybe right. more depending on what's happening and you all kind of assess those situations but uh so it, maybe the sro at siegel is there but also friends from other places so that's you, right you, you, we'll get, a lot of, you get pulled in, in. <laughs> yeah patrol and and other schools and and yeah. other divisions at the sheriff's department come in and work but it's a busy county there's a lot of extra work to do at the sheriff's office and the police department and and so it's it is a challenge to find enough people to work all these activities but yeah the biggest thing i would say is when you go to school as a parent and a community member feel please walk up and and if if you want to walk up and introduce yourself to the, your sro at your school they are there in a part of your community um get to know them um they're a great resource they wouldn't be in school if they weren't a good officer to be in school so we do a lot of screenings to make sure we've got the right people in there SRO Sergeant uh, Scott Culp joining us today and SRO Laura Enright from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office on today's Action Line. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks Thank for you. having us. And uh, that's it for the Action Line today.